1: Most of us can sense our society is really sick and it grows sicker by the day. How did we go from a country founded on God to one devoted to God's destruction? Abortions up until birth, drag queens stripping for children, murder sprees driven by progressive ideology, Joe Biden's office targeting and arresting Christians and ignoring those who murder Christians all the while praising the trans ideology driven to kill them. I have a hard time explaining all of this. None of it is reasonable or rational. All right. So let's use the Sherlock Holmes means of deduction. What could it be? What if I told you all this insanity is not the result of wokeism that is out of control, but it is connected ...to an ancient paganistic evil. I know. Sounds crazy. Today, I have a guest uh, that has discovered the blueprint to an age-old menace. As a a charismatic minister, he has devoted himself to unveiling the invisible mysteries that dictate our lives. His latest revelation comes in the form of his seventh book, The Return of the Gods... It reveals how the radical transformations of our society today are all part of an ancient pattern, almost like a beast awoken from centuries of slumber. Evil spirits of the old world have found a way to possess our world. I hope you think all of this is nuts and then you will give the time to listen to what he has to say. You will have an opinion one way or the other at the end of this. Our civilization celebrates the rise of evil every day. Shout and celebrate your abortion. Remember, the devil prowls around like a roaring lion seeking someone to devour. He is the prince of this world. And he's always looking for new converts to help fight in his war against love and light and to bring chaos and destruction the idea of a spiritual battle taking place in the real world does sound crazy, doesn't to me, because that's the only way I can explain what's happening. And my guest today documents moments in history that are nearly identical to what we are seeing play out in the news today. Some of it is stunning. If we do nothing, we're just as guilty as the German Christians in Nazi Germany who heard the trains pass their church and all they did was sing louder to drown out the screams. I invite even the most agnostic uh, among this audience to keep an open mind and welcome Jonathan Kahn. All right, before we get to the interview, it's time to change up the way you buy meat. It just keeps going up and up and up in the grocery stores. Plus most of the time you're not getting American meat. You can have meat that has been killed in china put onto a boat shipped over here and then they cut it into stakes here in america and they put the little label on it that says product of us no it's not it's not I want you to go to goodranchers.com today. See what real American meat looks like. And when you subscribe, they're going to give you free bacon for a year, $240 value, and you'll get a pound and a half of bacon with every box. And, good ranchers, your cost never goes up. Go to your, go to your grocery store and ask the butcher, hey, can I get the same price for this all year long? Nope. Your price gets locked in, so you're not battling inflation every day. Every good ranchers uh, uh, comes in a a box, and it's delicious, and it's good for you, and you're going to love it. All natural burgers, USDA prime steaks, better than organic chicken, bacon source from the best pork in the world. So ditch the grocery store and join me with GoodRanchers.com. Use the promo code Glenn for $20 off your box. You get the free bacon, great meat, secure price, and a bonus of $20. bucks. is GoodRanchers.com, promo code Glenn. John, I've read your book. I think it's fantastic. Um, I have been feeling this. I think a lot of people feel that we're not fighting flesh and blood, Mm -hmm. uh, uh, flesh and bone. We are, we are fighting something else. It's, it is almost like, um, being possessed. You're talking to people, you can't reason with them. Yeah. There's nothing but hatred inside. Um, and, uh, when we talked on the air Mm -hmm. um uh i just found so much truth in what you're saying but i come from a place like you yeah so i want to start uh our conversation with um let's lay down some terms Mm -hmm. and let's understand what we're really talking about here to the person who's not into yeah ancient history or even god stuff yeah okay um so the word pagan mm. we hear it all the yes. time but what does it actually mean Yeah it actually actually comes from when the gospel was spreading
2: through the Roman Empire those who were the most resistant lived in the hills and pagan was linked to that so but what it really means is that which is outside
1: of of judeo christian uh revelation so culture it would be like uh, uh, somebody who's an infidel to Muslims
2: yeah, yeah, but really, it's almost like everything else. Like when you look at culture before the before the word, before the Bible, you know, mm-hmm. everything outside of everything outside of Israel and outside of Christianity, um, particularly the, the worship of gods mm-hmm. or or polytheism, pantheism. Mm-hmm. This is pretty much the rule, you know, if you, on on planet Earth. This is what this is what
1: people do without the word. Right. So yeah, so okay. that's what it means. Yeah, so when you look at ancient gods. You, they become almost laughable um, because, you know, Hercules, it just seems like a bunch of stuff that people made up. Hmm. Um, and I want to, I want to understand this. You're going to talk about three specific gods. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, I know the history, mm-hmm. but I don't, I've never seen them as separate entities. Right. I've, you've called them right. the, the dark Trinity. Right. So is that like Father, Son and Holy Ghost? They all make up one (laughs) and it's we're really talking about one evil entity. I would say there's an evil entity behind them. You know,
2: uh, there is an enemy behind them, but they are three the three distinct major deities or gods or spirits. In hmm. and the thing here's the thing, you know. Yeah, there's two realms. One is if you go back to the ancient world, everybody was worshiping gods. Doesn't matter where Germany, yeah. Hawaii, doesn't matter. Everybody, yeah. which is kind of strange, you know. But the Bible gives a, you know. By the way, I, I was originally an atheist, so you know I can <laughs> identify with anybody who's who's like that. Um, the Bible says kind of a mystery here. It says that behind the gods, you know, of the world were entities. And, and the word it gives is in Hebrew is the word shadim. Shedim literally means destroyers, but it says they're worshiping that. So what it's saying is behind the gods, it's not saying the gods are like masks, you know, behind, but there are spiritual things you said at the beginning. And I, I say the same thing. There are people who are not even believers they're liberal, liberal and you know, whatever, and say, what's going on? This is not natural. This is Correct. not, this is not normal. And, and they're right. Um, and there is something supernatural that is behind these things. And so the Bible's saying that behind the gods were, Spirits, the, their entities, consciousness. Um, the gods are a mask in that sense. The it's tra- the word got translated into Greek by the rabbis, and they translated the word shadim into daimonia. We get the word demonic from it. We get the mm. word demon. It's a weird thing because because the Greeks called many of their gods demons. I mean, they mm. actually called them that. And so, and when Paul in the New Testament he says the pagan wor- pagan world is worshiping the the daemonia or the spirits. So the first thing is that there's something real behind them, not that the mythology, but okay. behind them. And so when you look at pagan culture or the culture outside of the Bible, it has the same um, the same signs of demonic possession. You know, when the closer you got to the gods, like a, a the oracles and the priests, mm-hmm. the more they're shaking and trembling and channeling and foaming at the mouth. That's all over the world. You know, So you have, even Western civilization was part of it, except for the Bible. So you have a, a a culture that's given to the gods, given to the
1: spirits. But then something happened. What happened was Jesus happened. So the what we're going to talk about yeah. are the, the ancient rituals, but they've happened over and over again all over the world, right? Yes. Yes. The same the, the same things yes. keep happening. Yes. So um, I mean the I keep looking at the 1930s and 40s and <laughs> if I were, you know, living at those times, I would have thought if some more of the signs had happened, I think I think the Lord's coming. Because yeah. that is evil. Yes. Okay. Yeah. And I've never felt that way except in retrospect. I didn't live in those times. Yeah. But looking back, I think that was evil. Yeah. And it was sweeping the world. Yeah. It's back. Yeah. Yeah were yeah. they doing the same kind of stuff back then there is a link between it you know my father was born
2: in Germany so he wit- he got out by barely but mm. but he witnessed this takeover of the culture and it goes to a it goes to really the key is what Jesus said and he and this is crucial because he, with Nazi Germany with what's happening now and that is he gives this parable but this parable is crucial because it says that if a spirit leaves a man talking about exorcism leaves mm. a man but it goes around looking for a place, doesn't find it, says, I'm going to go back to the man, I'm going to go back to my house. Goes back to the house, or the man, finds it swept empty, clean in order, goes back, gets seven other spirits. They go back, it's a repossession. Jesus said, the latter, the last state is worse than the first. And so, but he said, people say, okay, that's about a person. He says at the end, he says, so it will be with this generation. He's not talking about just a person. It can happen to a culture, it can happen to a civilization. And so the warning is that any nation or civilization I'll talk about Western civilization was basically exercised of these things by the, when the gospel came in, it was a basically a mass exorcism. The gods left. And it was, it, that's why the West is so different. It's been so unique. It's been exercised of that. But the warning is to America, to the world, that if it ever turns away from God, if it ever empties the house of God, it's not going to stay empty. These spirits, these or the gods, these the same things that were cast out of it at the beginning of the age are coming back into it. And so that happened with when Germany. That's the warning because look what happened. Germany was the land of the Reformation, land of the Bible. Mm-hmm. What happened when they turned away from God? Hitler happened. It was mm-hmm. it wasn't it
1: wasn't neutral. It was demonic. Same Correct. thing happened to the Soviet Union. So um, when you look at because one of the things that really concerns me about today's society is the experts that mm-hmm. that was all happening in Germany, yes. especially in doctors and nurses. It wasn't the Nazis that were killing people the, mm-hmm. and the babies. It was the Nazi doctors mm-hmm. that, and they led with that philosophy. Yes. And yes, we're going through much of the same stuff. Canada yeah. is is giving euthanasia to kids. Yeah. I mean, we're going in the same route. So yeah. is it right? I've been saying for a while, we've been so good. We've been such a bright light. Yeah. But if we go bad, mm-hmm. we're going to reach the dark levels of our highest levels of light. Yeah. Do you agree with that? Abs- absolutely. It is. It is Now what
2: was happening in, say, Germany, more very dramatically, mm-hmm. and I was is happening in a, a, across the world. America is leading it, unfortunately. Yes. And the thing is, here's the thing about it, is that it's worse if you've known God. It's worse if you have been a light to the world. Mm-hmm. Because then, you know, what, what it's saying is it's going to be worse for the one who had known and got delivered and then got repossessed than the, the one who never got re, not delivered. In other words, what's coming is worse than what was in paganism. Right. Or, or put another way, the pagan world could produce a Caligula or a Nero. The post Christian World produces a Hitler. And a Stalin, and so what's coming is worse. So absolutely right. And one of the things that 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 pagan or the revival of these things do is it devalues life. And this was in the pagan world. You know, people could be killed, babies could be killed, mm-hmm. and old people could be killed. So once you devalue life, you know, this is what the this is what the gospel undid. You know, it said every life is sacred. This is now going out the window. And what you have is what you have in Canada. Ten thousand. They said ten thousand people have been killed last year in Canada under under the program of euthanasia. But that's where it goes. That's what's happening.
1: Okay, so now let's let's break down and and uh, talk about. First of all, what's principalities? Yeah, principalities okay. What is that? Okay,
2: it's it's the word that's used when you. I think you sort of alluded or you quoted when you. Yeah, when it says we war not against flesh and blood, Paul says mm-hmm. that we war against principalities or powers. It's talking about forces, darkness. It's talking about spiritual forces, spirits forces. When you when and I'm glad you brought up Germany because you cannot explain that in the natural.
1: You can no, only you explain that with there's something demonic or something spiritual. Mm-hmm. So that's that's what it means. Mm-hmm. Okay, all right, so. You talk about three different gods and the first God that shows up. And and I'd like you to compare the from ancient times to current times, So you can see that's what it was. This is happening now, because I don't think people know. Maybe some do, but I don't think people know that they're worshipping these gods no, nobody is no. like hey i'm a part of the church of baal right. Right. you know right. um but we are repeating it almost yeah. exactly yes yeah yeah, it's, it's kind of scarier when you don't know it
2: because yeah. the fact is they're doing it without knowing it. Um, the first, the, what I call the dark trinity in the return of the gods, the first one is is his name means the possessor. It means the master, means the Lord or the owner. And this is the one we call him Baal. He was called Baal, that's what it means. Um, and what happened is when Israel turned away from God, as it, the house wasn't gonna stay empty, other things came in. The Bible says that Baal came in. And what happened is that the effect on on the culture then... For, in ancient Israel was that it started driving God out of everything, started almost exercising the culture of God, driving him out of the out of the the public square, out of the government, out of life. Well, that has been happening in America. That's the first sign of it. In fact, that's part of opening the door. Like, how does it happen? Well, you open the door when you start saying, well, we don't need God here. We, we don't need prayer in school. We don't need this. That started in the early 60s. And when you look at all these things, that's where you see it go. Because when you open up, it's like you empty the house, the house is. Saying empty. If you take God out of the schools, you
1: take God out of the children, something else is going to come into the schools. This is exactly what Nietzsche was talking about when he said God is dead. <laughs> yeah, he, exactly. he wasn't celebrating. People always read that like That's he right. was celebrating. No, he was saying, be careful because man will have a God. And what are you replacing God with? Because yeah. something else it will come in. And something came in, in into Germany just like that.
2: Yeah. Well, we made the same mistake. You know, we didn't it. We did do it as dramatically as Nietzsche, but we we made the same mistake. We'll, say, we'll take God here, here. Well, what happened is something came into our culture, and it's not staying empty. And so what came in is this. the first spirit is that. Baal is always the first. He's kind of like that. the spirit that comes in back and says, I'm going to get my friends. So this is the opening. Baal caused Israel to turn away from God. Turn, he, he's the, It's the Principality that takes a culture that has known God, like ancient Israel, modern America, and and converts it or seeks to convert it from a Judeo-Christian nation into a pagan nation, and that's exactly. If you want to look at what's been happening to America and much of the world, it's exactly that. It's a process of paganization, and it's a repossession. And the other thing it says he did, it says he caused he caused Israel to forget God. Well, it's like there's an amnesia that has come on America. You know, if we were if we were in the 1950s, we would see that. the the teachers of this nation were leading our children into the Lord's Prayer. We can't even, we can barely remember that America. Mm -hmm. I mean it's so foreign but it has caused us not only to forget God but it's caused us to forget we even knew God. We we have a culture that barely even knows it ever knew it. And the other thing it says it caused Israel to overturn the ways of God. So we have literally struck down the Ten Commandments just like Israel Mm -hmm. did. So what's been happening since the 60s, it hasn't stopped. A continual overturning of the ways of God and until it leads to where we are now, but it's not just like that's like the the that's kind of like the obvious ways, but there are deeper ways. For instance, wokeism and all these things we're dealing with right now, that you know, if you have monotheism you have one truth. Everybody agrees it's one truth. If you have polytheism, paganism, you don't have one truth. You have many gods, many truths. And so everybody now is everybody, you have your own unique personal truth. This is my authentic truth. If a man says, I'm not a man, I'm a cat, he's a cat. That's pagan, that's not, that's not progressive, that's paganism. That, there's no truth in it. Another, another one I, I brought out in the book is that the Bible says that when you turn away from God, you end up serving the works of your hand. Mm-hmm. You know, and when, when Paul speaks about the pagan worship of idols, he uses a Gre- interesting word. He uses the Greek word techne. We get the word technology. So what is happening now, we turn away from God. We are actually serving our technology. We actually are glued to our technology. It's, it's, it's,
1: it's, and it's weird, because when I read that, I thought, <laughs> I thought, of everybody, if everybody you ever see on technology, they've got their head bowed. <laughs> yes. And it's almost as if we are worshiping it. because. Yeah. you you, you know, you are, you become that which you gaze upon. Yeah. And, and yeah. And the word, you know, it says with Israel, it says there
2: were, there wasn't, the Baal was a God, but there were many forms of Baal. It says they had many Baals. The Baal means master. So you get mastered by anything. And so we are mastered by technology. Even we, even, we now have technology that's taking over our thoughts. We have artificial intelligence that is now a danger to us. And And the Bible says they, the people become like what they, they, the idol they made, they become like it. Well, now we have a whole generation that's becoming less human. They're less able to interact. They're becoming more like the machine that they're on, and the machines are becoming mm-hmm. more human. You know, so even that. And, and one of the, like, the most, uh, I'd say, blatant sign of Baal was, and you find it in Israel, you find it in the Bible, was a sign of a molten bull. A bronze bull was the sign of Baal all over. Well, could that appear in America? Well, if you go down to New York City, go down to where the Harbingers are, where I've talked about it, you go down, you'll see a massive bronze bull they didn 't know what they were doing, but this is a sign in the Bible of a nation that once knew God has turned away I mean from the golden calf to the bronze bull that has known God, turned away is now given to the gods and in fact, Baal was the god of their prosperity and he 's a bull, so what do we call our prosperity? We call it a bull market we call it bullish, you know and that 's where it all is we didn 't know what we 're doing, but we did it and it, and you mentioned when we were talking before um, is not only that they actually erected. The Arch of Bell in New York City, and they knew what they were doing in that
1: one yeah i was i was uh, I think I was in New York City when they did that, oh, and I me too and I thought what <laughs> who thought this was a good idea. <laughs> Explain what happened. Yeah, they actually they
2: erected in in lower Manhattan, actually right at the financial district, they erected um on the grounds of City Hall, the ancient arch of Baal, the god Baal. And I and I I was there, wanted to witness it, and you actually had signs saying Arch of Baal. They had a they had a they had musicians playing the music of Baal. They unveiled it with a ceremony and they had the the leaders of New York Praising this whole thing, praising the arch, and and you know you said something when we were talking, that this is an arch, this is a doorway, it's a, gateway. A, and, a gateway, yeah, and, and New York is a gateway, it's the gateway yeah. of America. So you have the arch, you have the gateway of bail at the gateway of America, a, a nation that that you know that has turned away from God. This is, I mean, you can't get more dramatic than that. And and the other thing was there was one other time it appeared in America, and that was in Washington. And the thing is, it was noteworthy because it appeared the, the very day that the Hearings were on were at the on the on the Capitol Hill for Kavanaugh, and the issue was over abortion. They knew it. The whole issue was fighting over the the offering up of children. Bail was linked to that, so the arch of bail appears in Washington, right in front of the Capitol building where they're having the hearings. Right there, the sign which which the battle is over the children being offered up, which was bail. I mean, you can't make it up. And they didn't that they didn't realize that. But there's spiritual. This is the things it's not natural. There's something beyond natural going on.
1: You work hard. Um, You earn your money. And if you're like me, when you have to spend that money, I prefer to spend it on things that are made here in America. And it's not just patriotism. It's a quality thing. It's about caring for my neighbors. It's about making us strong enough so, God forbid, the supply chain breaks down again and we're not held hostage by the rest of the world. Things in America used to be made to last longer, work better. We set the standard for the rest of the world. Well, there are a few companies that I am proud to represent that I have partnered with to tell you about them that are bringing that quality back to America. And one of those companies is Grip6. You're getting true American experience products that you can count on. They've got belts and wallets and all kinds of stuff. When you buy their socks, you are supporting the American rancher. That, that rancher raises uh, specially bred sheep that produce the modern world that they send to the American manufacturer who wash the wool and then process it and then weave it into socks that keep your feet warm in the winter, cool in the summer. The American business owners who have accepted the risk that comes along with rebuilding our nation by doing business only in America. Check out gripsix.com today. I think you're gonna love it. Gripsix.com slash back. Gripsix.com slash back. Okay, so that's Baal. That's yes. the first one. Yes. Um, and then he lets in mm-hmm. uh, the next one, which yes. is Moloch, right? Next one is 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 Ashtora, number which is the goddess. Okay. Yeah. Ishtar. Ishtar. Yeah. Ishtar. Yep. Okay.
2: Yeah. Yeah. This is. This is. This is in, in the Canaanite theology. She's the wife of Baal, or the lover of Baal. But this is one of the most ancient principalities on earth. And this is in 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 Babylon. She's called Ishtar. In the Bible, she's called Ashtora. Um In Greece, she's called Aphrodite. You know. And we think, okay, Venus. Nice. There's nothing nice about this thing. This is a dark principality. This is the principality of sexual. Immorality, unbridled licentiousness. This is what she always was about,
1: and so this what is she, not love. This is not when no. you think of Aphrodite, yeah, uh, you know, you, people will think, yeah, and it, Cupid, but that's,
2: and Cupid wasn't about love
1: either, no, yeah. you
2: know, And so, yeah, so there's nothing nice about it. What she did is, is she sexualized the, the spirit, sexualizes the culture, you know, which has never been the case in in Western civilization or since the gospel, but it is now. And what she did is, she was a prostitute goddess. So, what does a prostitute do? A prostitute takes sexuality out of marriage and puts it into the marketplace, puts it into the culture. So what we would expect to happen right now is you have the early 60s, you have bail, you have the turning away. Then you'd expect, like clockwork, the next one, you'd have something would happen with sexuality, and look what happened. We had it. It's called the sexual revolution, and so it's no accident. Right after we start turning from God, it always happens. We start turning away from basically the biblical morals on sexuality, marriage, on on all that. Um, and the thing is, it the thing is that it, it everything that's happened. Is in the direction of paganism. The values we've replaced now are basically pagan values. And the thing is that it is also she weakened marriage. She's a, prost- a prostitute weakens marriage. Yeah. She's weakened marriage across America. It's not an accident. At the same time, you have the sexual revolution. You have the, the destruction of marriage. You have divorce. You have broken homes. You have broken children. You have devalued marriage. It's it all goes together. This is that goddess. And the other thing about it is, you know, it's like I would say, like the 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 gods that have returned or the spirits. Their, their mission is, again, to paganize a Christian or Judeo-Christian nation, just like Israel fell away. And by the way, this happened to Israel too with Torah and the Bible warns. But the thing is that she does it through the realm of sexuality. When in ancient Greece, she was worshiped as the great prostitute. And the word in Greece for prostitute is porn, porne. We get the word porn from it. In fact pornography, the very first pornography that came on the planet was the literature of this goddess and the images of this goddess. So she's really, it's really the invention of pornography. Now we have it blanketing America. We have it blanketing, seducing this nation. And, you know, we mentioned Venus, you know, and I said, okay, Venus and that those little Valentine days things, we have that little cute angel that, that, you know, fires the arrow, Cupid. But really, you know, we use the word erotic, like we have an eroticization of our culture. That word comes Comes from Eros. Ero, Cupid is really Eros. Eros. Eros was the child of this goddess. So, from this goddess, you have porn, literally, and you have erotica. And you have, you have a, basically a seduction of the culture that has taken over everything. And it hasn't stopped since the
1: 1960s. That revolution has not stopped. It's continued. It seemed like for a while that we had beaten some of this stuff back. <clears throat> and then, you know, in the last 20 years, there are things happening now that are completely unreasonable. Um, you know, if you're talking about gay marriage, well, it's about I love him and mm-hmm. he loves me, yada yada. Now we've gotten to where child molestation, uh, child mutilation, teaching, teaching children are most precious. Uh, asset that we could ever have our children. Yeah. yeah. And you're bringing deep, dark yeah. Yeah. sex yeah. into their life. I yeah. mean, it is, it's, Evil yeah, to it, do that, it, it and is, any it, other time we would have said that. That's right, and everyone would have agreed. That's right. It's it's almost, it's almost like it, it, yeah, I don't. What I what
2: is there was a movie called The Invasion of the Body Snatchers. And, yeah, and it's kind of like they keep getting taken over and taken over. Here are
1: people who just a few years ago would say, "No, no, this is horrible." Yeah. what's taking them over? And and the other thing—that's what I've been asking people. This is why I have, yeah. I so when you put the book out, I'm like, "Yes, it is demonic. It's possession." Yeah, you cannot speak reason you can also um you know you should be able to say with that big of a change yeah you could you should be able to say to your friend you know just a few years ago that was insanity and we talked about it yeah what new information did you get (laughs) yeah none none right none i I say that saying like where's the new
2: mount sinai where where is it that that all of a sudden it's okay and people you know Politicians who voted against these things just a little while back are now voting for it. Mm. What does that? And nobody can have an answer because it, because it is a possession. And the other thing is that you mentioned is the the spirits are always after the children because if you can get the children, you get the nation. If you get the children, you have the future. And so the so the the gods were always after the, to destroy the children, to sexualize the children. That goes back, you know. And so so the same way now you have this with the children, and and that that goes with but the other one, well, well, let me say one thing, Glenn, if I can, um, that is that another thing that came at the same time, I didn't mention this before, is that this goddess is also the goddess of the occult and of, of witchcraft and all these things. At the same time, you have the sexual revolution. You have this revival of the occult all over. You have more witches in America now than we have Presbyterians in America now. And that is a sign up. That's also a pagan. Basically it's paganism. And so that we have that. And she is after the children. I mean, big time. And, um, the, the other one who's after the children is you mentioned, is Moloch. And and what happened is, and it kind of kind of goes together because you have you have the turning, then you have the sexual revolution, and then you have the offering up of children. The, this is the God who caused Israel. When Israel turned away from God, they ended up offering their children on the altars of Moloch, in the Valley of Hinnom, filled with children being offered. I mean, how can anybody do this? But we're doing it. And just like clockwork, at the end of the 60s comes the next step. And this is where we're actually offering up our children and the thing is that you know jesus said they come back worse well this one you know this one uh, you know back in ancient israel they they offered up thousands of their children we've offered up over 64 million of our children they come back worse and the same way we're doing it you you mentioned rituals the same way we they did that back then we're repeating it in abortion it actually I, i i i put i felt led to put in the book how the steps are actually being recreated, and for instance, one of the things is why did why did they offer up their children back then because they were told if you do that you 're going to be financially better off you 're going to be rewarded by the god you're, your fields will be fertile you 're going to get fine well, why are women told to do that because if you have a baby it 's going to hurt your career it 's going to hurt your education. It's same thing. The other thing is that which children were offered up more than any other back the then, poor. the poor, the children of the poor. The poor were actually we we have records of it. Who is offered up now more than any other? The children of the poor. They, you know, and what they did back then is they they played music to drown out the the children you know crying doing this. Well, well, now we drown it out other ways. The the horror of abortion. You know, they we actually I've actually the the radical feminists and leaders of abortion have actually talked about abortion as a sacrament, yes,
1: as a sacred. Right. Lately, especially, lately, I mean, you have out, and everybody dismisses it, the Church of Satan, <laughs> okay. and in, I think it's New Mexico, they have opened up a, an abortion clinic for ritualistic sacrifice of the children. Mm. They've employed doctors, and they say that— and then when somebody asks them, they're like, do you think we actually are doing it? Right. Well, yeah, just not in the way we think. Right. But yes, you are offering these children.
2: Yeah, yeah. You know, it, it tells you you're on the right side when when the Church of Satan is yeah. on the other side of whatever right. it is. And it, it reveals something that why are they here? They're so for abortion. They're so for against gender. The, the, the Satanists. So it tells you something about really what's behind all this, you know. Um, and absolutely, we're doing it. You know, I think most people are doing it without realizing what they're doing. This Church of Satan maybe knows a little bit yeah. better, mm-hmm. you know, but, but the fact. Fact is, you know, Israel was actually destroyed for the children that offered it up. We're doing it. This is the most pagan act. And you know what? The only thing that ended this, Glenn, that took this away from the world was the gospel. You know, they were offering up children all over the world and it was the gospel. But But when you take Jesus out, you take the gospel out, you take God out, what's going to happen is they're coming back. That's the warning. And they have come back. And that's what
1: we're dealing with. It is so hard to trust anything anymore. Our most important institutions are being systematically destroyed. Are you prepared for the worst? You know, in this podcast, we're talking about, you know, God and scary things. But as long as you focus on God, you're good. Just do the next right thing. True freedom comes from the same kind of thing. Do the next right thing. Be self-reliant. That means having emergency food on hand more than duck sauce in the refrigerator. Build your food foundation with the three month emergency food kit from My Patriot Supply. Each kit provides over 2,000 calories every day for strength and energy during tough times. You'll get breakfast, lunch, dinners, drinks, snacks. The food is delicious. Your family will love it. And you can order yours today and receive a free gravity powered Alexa Pure Pro Water filtration system. It's almost $300, and it's a bonus. You've got to be able to filter your water. Your three-month kit and your free Alexa Pure Pro ship to your doorstep in an unmarked box. It is free shipping as well. Tomorrow may be too late, so make sure you take advantage of it today. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com. That's MyPatriotSupply.com. So let me... uh, I know people who have had abortions and uh, or an abortion and they're ripped apart inside. Yeah. You never ever hear from these no. people because it destroys the, the, yeah. uh, the, the narrative that the left wants you to have. Um, but it just rips them apart. Yeah. How do you square that with sacrifice? Cause we are sacrificing our children, yeah. but Yeah. Back in the Bible days, you would come and give your baby. Yeah. And you knew what you were dealing with. So are you saying that? the the, uh, Yeah. How are they doing?
2: Yeah. Well, yeah, you would give your baby to the officiant. You know, now we give it to the abortionist, but you give it to the officiant who would offer it up. Um, And sometimes uh, parents themselves put their baby on the altar the thing is listen this is this goes back to the whole thing when the gods come back they're not going to come back saying we're gods they're not going to come back saying you know hey we want to destroy you like we destroyed these nations we're not gonna they come back in the name of tolerance they come back in the name of freedom you know they come you know just as they did with you know they did so they're not gonna say it and we're not going to realize it but people are but all these things we're seeing we're doing all these things without realizing it so they're offering it up they don't realize that you know the name and I started by saying the Hebrew name for these 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 spirits are called Called the Shadim means the destroyers. They destroy. What cause, when you destroy your child, you're destroying your own life. You're mm-hmm. destroying the fruit of your life. What could cause us to do that? They they seek self destruction of a nation, of, a, of children, of a culture. So you know, it, it's to their advantage that they
1: don't say who they are. You know. So I was talking to a guy in Cambridge. He's a doctor of ideas, which I right. love. And uh, I said, I have a theory. I'd like to. Mm -hmm. Layout. Take me half an hour before you you know, you'll get the gist in half an hour. And I told him what I was gonna do, and he said, There's no way. An hour and a half later, he said, You should get your doctorate of ideas on that. And the idea was that there have been eighteen or nineteen Holocausts, Mm -hmm. okay, over time. And if you believe in a Satan figure mm. he's trying to best God he thinks he can win yeah. the easiest way to beat God is to make him break a promise if he breaks his word yes. he's not God yes so yes. I think mm. Satan seeing God make this promise to what 300 people in the desert mm. I'm going to be your people and I'm going to increase your numbers and Abraham. you are Abraham. my people yeah okay yeah if I'm Satan, I'm standing there going, you're kidding me. All I have to do is just kill all these people. Yeah. And every time it happens, it drags something from the past with it. Yes. The star sewn onto your clothing. Yeah. That was from Persia like 300 years before. Mm-hmm. And it jumps. Yeah. At the end of it each time. Yeah. And yeah. people don't recognize what you just said. It's not going to come as you think. The Nazi death uniforms Mm -hmm. were made by Hugo Boss. Mm. They were like our Marine Mm -hmm. uniform. They Mm. were beautiful and majestic. Mm. And nobody saw that as a bad thing. Mm. Now we see a guy in black boots and a red armband Mm -hmm. and we're like, Oh, He's yeah. not coming back that way yeah. this time. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah, and, and Hitler came in the
2: name of secularism, but it was Correct. Nothing, nothing secular about it. And what you just said, to me, you, mean, you know, if I was an atheist or if I was a Martian, I came to the to the planet, and I, I saw how this there's this satanic fury against this one people, the Jewish yeah. people. That would tell me something right away. Yeah. Because the Bible says it's gonna happen. So you want to see the reality of evil, the reality of God, and the reality of evil or Satan. And you know, and I understand, you know, modern ears well saying, well, look, you cannot under you cannot comprehend the third reich without satan and the, why was hitler so obsessed with the jewish people above all people god says you're my witnesses the promise you're my witnesses on earth well destroy the witnesses that you don't have god or and he said i'm going to bring you back to the land well that happened right after the holocaust so even though we tried to stop it right yeah i mean this is one of the big things you know and i totally agree there is a link from the time of abraham yeah. to that big time it, it, yeah. it is it's because real
1: it's, it it has to be, um, and the, when when you know people don't like to think about Satan, they think that's old fashioned or whatever. The belief in the Christian values going down in America, according to mm-hmm. the latest. But the belief in Satan is going <laughs> yeah. up. Yeah.
2: How do you, how do, you do that? How, how, do you, how do you not have God and you have Satan? Satan means, the, uh, in Hebrew, Satan, the one who comes against. you got to have that. But Satan really proves God without trying to. And the right. fact that the, of, all, of all the people on earth, why this little people who gave the world the
1: Bible, who gave the world Jesus? Why is there a fury against them? And, why to wipe them out? And look at the people who are so angry. It is the source of real violent anti-semitism
2: again yeah, yeah. And, it, and it goes together because yeah. because the same people who are generally who are anti-semitic generally not all the time but in the West they are also against God and they're also again they're also against the, the standards right. of God um, and what we are watching right now I mean I'm saying you know Glenn this is why I felt I had to write it now because this is we're all dealing with this now I mean it's happening it's almost like it's almost like we're in a movie and mm-hmm. we say well well you know like what am I the last person why why is everybody going crazy right. but there is a reason there is a reason even right now now we're focusing on, and you mentioned with, with children and mutilation. We're focusing on on the destruction of gender. We never think we'd get there to to actually say, if I say there's male and female, that's now controversial. If right I say enough. man and a woman is controversial, how could that be? Well, well, actually, one of these, that one of the three, the enchantress is also called in the book the transformer. And this is so important because this is really behind everything here. And that is, she said in an ancient inscription, she says. I am a woman. I am a man. One of her hymns says, oh, you know, Ishtar, Inanna, you you have the power to turn a man into a woman, turn a woman into a man. So here is the here is the principality of the sexual revolution. But this part doesn't start at the beginning. It's too radical. Mm-hmm. So it didn't happen. It didn't happen. When it, but as she gets entrenched in culture, now we're dealing with it. And that is this is the principality that destroys gender, that's that take that confuses a man with a woman, a woman with a man, and that starts entering our culture. It's so thick you can cut it with a
1: knife. This is so thick. And you... You say that gate was opened here in America yes, by an event at oh, Stonewall, yes. right? Yes,
2: yeah. We, we didn't talk about this before, but I think yeah. it's important. Yeah, interesting, because when you see, you know, all this— R-
1: Remind people what Stonewall is. Most people, I okay. bet, don't know. Okay,
2: and by the way, you listen, listen we're, as you said, at the beginning, we're all on the same boat. We're praying for everybody. Mm-hmm. We're in the same boat. But we got to deal with what we're dealing with, because the, God, the spirits are against everyone equally. And the thing is that Stonewall was really what launched the whole pride movement, launched the same— sex, you know, movement. New York, always begins in New York. You know, New York's the gate. You know. And the thing is that it was a night when basically it was a raid on a same-sex bar and uh, they, they put the people out. The people started charging into the bar to try to break it down with the police inside. They, set it on, they tried to set it on fire with the police inside. They began this big riot, which then began the parade, began everything we know today. It all happened at Stonewall. The, the, the bar was called Stonewall. But the amazing thing that I, that I saw is that all these signs of that goddess who transformed sexuality were there that night. One of them, first of all, one of them, she is the goddess of the gate. She get. she's always her sign was the gate. So here she is, so it's New York City. She's also the goddess who of the ale houses or the taverns in in mm. ancient Sumerian it was called the Eshdom. She inhabits it. So where did this all begin? at an alehouse, at, a, at at a, at bar. a tavern bar. And then then it says that on is there's something called the dance of Ishtar. When she's in the middle of a battle, there's a so, called a dance. in the middle of a riot, people break out in this dance on the streets of New York city. And they start saying words that go back to the tablets of Ishtar on top of that the, the, um, there is a sign called, I won't go into the detail, but there's a sign called the lion's head when she, she stands on a lion when she goes to battle. That sign was there that night too. Another thing was there was a woman who, wait, made,
1: tell me what that sign okay, was. Okay,
2: Where okay. She is the Ishtar. She rides into battle on a lion. So the first thing you see, she puts her, she puts her, her foot on the head of a lion showing she is, mm. she is. So the first thing you see is the head, when, you, when she's into battle. You see the head of a lion. Right, right after when when Stonewall opened up, right next to it, another bar opened up called the Lion's Head. Mm. So, <laughs> and, and on, on top of that, there was a woman who triggered the whole the whole thing. If you the, the history is a woman triggered it that night. The woman was almost like an avatar. She was uh, she was female, like. Um, Ishtar was, but Ishtar had male attributes. So she's female, but she's masculine. And, and, and Ishtar was called the storm. He said, oh, great storm. You're the storm goddess. Storm, storm. The name of the woman was Storm, who mm. started the whole thing. Storme. Um, the other thing is that there's an, it, the, there's an ancient, uh, the epic of Gilgamesh talks about Ishtar, ancient Babylonian, Sumerian writing. And it says that, it says, you Ishtar are the stone that breaks the stone wall literally the stone wall and they were trying to break it and that opened the whole thing break down this wall and the other thing is that it happened also at the exact time in the ancient pagan calendar linked to ishtar under the weekend of the full moon of the summer solstice i mean there's, there's a whole thing but the whole thing it all manifests that night this is not natural
1: we're dealing with supernatural and it also it leads to the gay pride parades. Yeah. That um, starts there. That's right. And then travels the that's, whole world. That's right. Yeah. And tell me the yeah. connection between the parade yeah. and the name.
2: Yeah. I'm going to share something that I don't think I've ever even shared. But but the first part. Yeah. The when I looked in the ancient uh, tablets. Ishtar is the goddess of parades. It says she causes men to parade through the city streets dressed as women, women to parade as men. The, her parades were filled with color and with the bending of sexuality, gender, and, and licentious. So she is the goddess of parades, number one. So it starts here, but also in Babylon, this is what happened here, there was a gate called the Ishtar Gate, and all the processions started with Ishtar's gate. So all these processions, as you said, the parades throughout the entire world, started in New York City at that bar. That, you know the, the Ishtar gate had two arches that bar has two arches mm. uh, one one arch is is bigger than a smaller same thing with Stonewall they're all the brick arches it's 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 mimicking the archvision I'm not saying anybody knew it but all the parades started there and on top of it um, the, there was one time of the year that this goddess or principality possessed the culture they had all the parades procession, p- processions and I looked for this Glen I had a look at the early writings of the first Christian because it was still happening, you know. We have a short-term memory, and yeah. we don't realize. Actually, there used to be parades, and they disappeared with the gospel coming in. And the thing is that that when I looked in the writings of Saint Jerome, he identifies it: the month of the God, the month of the festivals. Is the month he called in Latin Iunium? We get the word June from it. June was the month of the goddess. Was the month, and she's the goddess of pride. It's the pride month from ancient times. And so this is the month of the processions. And not only that, you know, you know, Jesus said the gods, the spirits go back to the house that they possessed. Well, she possessed June, so now she has repossessed
1: it. And so this month of ju- so that's the month of June is. Pride month is is, is the month of celebration. And it used to be gay pride. Yeah. And now they it's... don't even say that. Yeah. And now it's just pride. Yeah. Right. Which right. she was not gay pride. She was, she was pride. She was the
2: goddess of pride and she's the goddess of altering sexuality. And through the through the parades and processions and the month, she possessed a culture, drew the culture into it. And that's exactly what's happening. Glenn, it's not... We're talking about... We're saying it's, this is not natural. Is that, you know, America celebrates one day to celebrate its birth. One day. We celebrate an entire month. So do nations around the world. More than their own their own birthdays you know we have we have this the, you know it, we, we we have never done anything like this before we've never celebrated sexuality it's not natural this is a revival of what this is what happens when the gods come back this is what happens when the spirits come back this is not some general thing this is very specific it's very absolute and and the other thing is that not only that but there was a There was a sign that was associated with this principality. Um, In the ancient writing, she's called, it says, Manzat Ishtar, which means, translation, Rainbow Ishtar. She was the goddess of the rainbow. It says that her eyes were rainbow eyes. It's in one of her myths, it says she she wages war by, by stretching across the sky as a rainbow. She uses the rainbow to wage war. She uses the rainbow actually to exact vengeance. There's a very dark thing behind the rainbow. The rainbow belongs to God. I mean, that's the first thing, mm-hmm. you know, but one of the things about this principality, it says she steals things from other gods and makes it her own. Mm-hmm. She literally has taken the sign of God, you know, and and now it's in the face of God. We're putting His His sign of mercy in the face of God. What is that? I mean, that's a dangerous thing. That from what I can see, and it's also not natural how the rainbow has spread across our culture. I mean, I mean, it's on children's cereal boxes. You know, mm-hmm. it, it, it's on it's on American embassies. We never flew flags about anything else,
1: but we're doing it. It's not natural. So this all goes back to the goddess. The idea that your home could be stolen is ridiculous. I mean, doesn't it really? I mean, you're stealing your phone, your car, got it. How are you stealing my house? Here's a guy who did it. Listen. Home title fraud is growing two and a half times faster than credit card fraud. You could be a victim right now and not even know it. Here's how to protect yourself. You can verify your home's title is still in your name for free. Just go to HomeTitleLock.com. Use the promo code BECK. You can register your address for a no-obligation home title report. $100 value free. Get your report from HomeTitleLock.com. Promo code BECK. I look at uh, God as my dad yeah. i'm just the yeah. perfect dad um and i know as a dad if one of my kids is going bad i don't want my other kid to bash and destroy that kid right i right. want that kid right. help me bring my kid that's back right. that's right right that's right so we that's right. this is why i think it's yeah. so important to say it, it's oh, yeah. we're fighting principality yeah. we are fighting evil we're yeah. not fighting the people no no cuz people can they they've just lost their mind yeah we're, we're we're all in the same boat
2: yes. you know you know who you know you know paul when he speaks to the early church he says listen such were some of you you were doing this you were doing that you were doing that we're all in the same boat but if we don't speak truth we got to speak truth in love if we don't speak truth we are not going to win them we're not going to be able to save anybody that's just as bad if somebody is dying of something and we don't say something we're 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 accountable to that the other thing is that this god is that it says she grinds away the masculinity of men. Okay, she, so what is that? What is that happening in our culture? Mm. She she will seek to you know there's there's an anti men anti masculine mm-hmm. spirit mm-hmm. in this culture. She raged against them. She raged against authority. She raged against her father. She raged against the patriarchy of the gods. So now we have this raging against the quote patriarchy. Uh, her job is to take men away from manhood, men away from marriage, men away from women, men away from uh, being men, and Basically, that's what's been happening. And weren't her temple... Uh, workers, yes, th- yeah. didn't they yes. mutilate
1: themselves
2: and wear dresses? They had the, her priesthood. I, I put this in the book, and it's you know, and it, and, it, and I, I always I always want to put in the actual quote so people know we're not making this up. Right. this is, a, and that is that that it says her priests were called the Asinu, and the Asinu were these men who dressed up as women. They walked around her temples in women's clothes, women's makeup. They spoke with women's voices, and they 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 basically. It said because one of the one of the tablets says not just you turn but you dress men as women you dress women as, as men and so they were there and think about this this is public this is celebrated by the culture pagan culture and they would bring their children to the temples to see the priests to see to be influenced by the priests. Children to the men dressed up as women. Well, does that sound familiar? Because now this is taking over our culture. Mm-hmm. This is the priesthood of the goddess, and they don't realize it. But we are bringing children to men dressed up as women to sexualize the children. This is back. This goes to her temple. And the, and the different one difference, Glenn, is this. You know, Jesus said they come back stronger or they come back worse, and that is that back then she possessed her, her priesthood. Now she's seeking to take possession of an entire generation of children. And now where our children were once led in the Lord's prayer in school, they are now led to question their own gender. Mm -hmm. I mean, what is that?
1: And, and, you know, this is where even. And it is a God. Yeah, it is a God. We, We say we've taken out prayer and worship. We've replaced that <laughs> yeah. with this guy.
2: We're going to worship. We're going to serve, no matter what. Mm-hmm. And you know, Glenn, if we knew, I mean, we're not old enough to to know. But if if we were there when America said, "Let's just take prayer out of school," you know, and we and we had known what the Bible really says about this, we could have said, "You know where you're going to be." We wouldn't know when. Well, people
1: but, people did though. It was the Supreme Court, yeah, that did that. Yeah, it was yeah. you know. Seven or nine people. That's right, and and yet today,
2: if you talk about putting prayer in school, that sounds radical for America, you know. But the thing is that when you take on out, you're going to have all these things. The parades are coming back. The gender confusion is coming back. The killing of children is coming back. It's all coming back, you know. So this is and not only Glenn, not only was it the clothes you you alluded to, but that some of her priests were actually surgically transitioned, literally organs removed and that affected their hormones, all that. These were her priests. And the thing is that I I, I found one ancient inscription where the priests are dancing, it's actually uh, men who are transitioned are dancing before the goddess with scalpels. And and they're basically it's like they're celebrating their transition. I mean and now we're trying to do it to children and, and even non-believers are saying what would possess an adult to do this to a child this would possess an adult to do it to a child this would and it's the spirit we are all dealing with it i mean and and it's taking over our culture and you mentioned the supreme court let me let me just so show, show, see how deep this is that the supreme court made three rulings that basically transform sexuality and ultimately marriage we all remember the day when marriage after but millennia right. was, you know, struck down. Well, all of these these decisions, the first one took place in 2003, the last one in 2015, marriage. And the three of them, the first one took place in the month of June, month of the goddess, took place in the last days of June, that's particularly her time, the time of the summer solstice. The first one took place on June 26. The second one in 2012 struck down the Defense of Marriage Act that took place end of June, last days of June, days of the goddess, summer solstice and June 26th, the exact same day. The last one, marriage, when it was struck down, as we know it, last days of June, summer solstice, June 26th, same exact day. The Supreme Court is not looking at the Babylonian calendar and they're not saying, you know what, let's do it this way. That tells you how deep this is. Well, they
1: do release everything in June. Must be things. June twenty sixth. Exact day. Yeah.
2: yeah, exact day and exact day And here's the other thing, Glenn. I remember, we all remember on that day, that night, the president lit up the White House in the colors mm-hmm. of the rainbow. Okay. Now the rainbow is the sign of the goddess. It's kinda of like giving America. We're giving America to that. But that was the day. That day on the ancient calendar of Babylon and the Bible, it was called it was the it was the 10th um, day of Tammuz Tammuz is the month of the goddess and by the way it was one of the lovers who she destroyed is mm-hmm. Tammuz but that's the month it happened and so it, and I looked at the ancient Babylonian calendar it said the 10th of Tammuz is appointed to cast a spell to cause a man to love a man that was the day the supreme court changed marriage mm. on the day and they don't know about the calendar and they're not looking they're not looking at that that was the day but it's exact it's like clockwork
1: Okay, spend yeah. two or three minutes on Moloch because we touched on him, but he's the final one, the destroyer. Yeah,
2: except well, well, the, yeah, he, he's the he's <clears throat> the he's the final one in in his entrance in okay. his entrance, but. But right now, what I would say, is, I mean, and and notice what the culture is focusing on abortion, the mm-hmm. war over mm-hmm. abortion over children and this war of a gender.
1: It's all it's all the same thing. And it's and, all sacrificing and, 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 children. Yeah. Either way. Either, <laughs> either way. way.
2: And and the way, back then, the children were sexualized in the same way. They were, they were abused. It wasn't safe to be a child
1: yeah. when the gods are leaving. Well, I will tell you that. I mean, I, I think you can go even further than this. What we're doing on the border, we are turning a blind eye to. Sex slavery with uh, children, yeah. yeah, in unbelievable numbers, yeah. unbelievable numbers, yeah, and they, and it, you notice it all goes
2: together. They're they're at the same time the cultures seeking beginning. To, to start to try to, to normalize pedophilia. It's mm-hmm. beginning, you know, but that's what happens when, that's what happens when you, when you destroy marriage, that there's no more protection. And that's what happens when you go back to paganism because the children were sexualized. The t- children were made into prostitutes back then. Children were confused. Children were mutilated. It's all happening. I'll, I'll tell you something that I don't say, if it's okay, uh, Glenn, um, not often. Uh, I'm, when I was working on the book, that's linked to Moloch. When I was working on the book and I didn't tell anybody, you know, and I, I'm a pastor, you know, and I have associate pastors and, and one of them who never ever would talk to me like this, he said, Jonathan, he says, I was woken up in the morning and I had this like a vision. I just, I was like shaking. I had a word for you. I, and I said, I said I, I said, I don't know what it means, but I knew it was for you. So he tells us, what was it? He said, I saw you bringing, fo- bringing forth a word and, and all, all in front of you were all these altars of these gods. All these altars of the gods. As you brought forth the word, the altars started... Breaking apart. It's actually from the Bible. Breaking apart. And these spirits started coming out of them. And I said, I don't know what this is. And so, so I said, okay, I know what this is. I'm working on this book. It's the return of the gods. All that, the altars. By the way, you know, I want to say something about that, Glenn. Um, but the altars, you know, we talk, all the gods had altars. So talk about the greatest altar we have right now is that of abortion. You know, where we actually, 60 million, that's a big altar. So, because the, the gods always demand blood or destruction, Shadim. And so, so the altars are over there. But I'll tell you something, that happen so so i finished the book um i finished the book on june 24th okay mm. june 24th the altar began to break that was the date that the supreme court overturned roe versus wade wow. when you bring forth the word so the thing is and to me you know i take this as a you know i know listen that we know that's not the end of abortion but we know it's major and that is that we've already saved i think like sixty thousand children per year you know um but the thing is that in the bible You know, when you had revival, you know, because we're praying for revival. I mean, you know, without revival, America's lost. But we in the same with Israel, what happened to Israel. But the thing is, the sign of revival wasn't a gospel crusade tent. It was the altar. They broke the altars of the gods. They literally broke the altars. And so this is a sign, I believe, from God of encouragement to us that, listen, Listen, the, the gods do not have the last word. God has the last word. And there, is, there can be revival, but we have to pray, we have to fast, like, like when I was on the program with you and I was so blessed, I never heard anybody do this, calling for national prayer and fasting for Exorcism, You know, like not just for a person. It says these things only like, let's pray. I was like, when I'm writing, I said, like, why don't we pray for the, for the release of America, exorcism of America mm-hmm. for the, for the spirit to come in. So mm-hmm. there is hope, you know, the, you know, the, I always, I always I, bring it I,
1: I, I, I'll I, tell you, I talked to a, a Catholic priest who is an exorcist. And he said, uh, I, you know, I talked to him a little bit about your book and he said, it's what's happening. He said, I do this for a living. Mm. And he said, what I see one-on-one is happening throughout society. And, and he said, and I, I told him, I said, I'm I'm thinking about calling for prayer and fast because that's what the, the, the um, apostles came to Jesus and said, how come you can get the spirit out? We've been trying, and he said, because it doesn't happen without prayer and fasting. Yeah, yeah,
2: oh, that was, that was so, I was so, I've never heard anybody do that, and I, I, when I was working on the book, I'm feeling like, I'm feeling a burden, because I don't know that's actually been done. I mean, people have prayed to fast for people, but for an entire culture to get delivered in Ooh. whatever whatever manner, whatever, we, we are right now, it doesn't matter, whoever's watching this, and again, I was an atheist, you know, I became a believer because of God, but there are people watching from it. Whoever you are, it doesn't matter. We're all, we're all dealing with with it you're dealing with it. We're, we your 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 family's dealing with it. Your children are dealing with it. We're all dealing with it. And, and one of the things that I say is that that to know is that this is a war. It's a spiritual war, not against people. It's a war. But you know, remember that when the gods were driven out or the spirits were driven out of of Western civilization, it was by believers. I mean, it was the gospel. It was the word. It was the power of God. And it was Christians as that came out. That's what happened. So they've come back with a with a vendetta. They're they're targeting Christians, the gods, the spirits, because they want to get as they were cast out. They want believers to be cast out of the society. As the word drove them out, they want the word out. You know, as their worship was kind of ended, they want the the worship, religious freedom to end in America. So so we're in a battle. We're in a, and the other another thing about it is is that you know you know the the ones of Rome that really defeated the gods or the spirits. It was the children because back then it was the children who came to the gospel. The older generation was steeped in paganism. It was the children. So now they're seeking to get the children to cast God out, to exercise God from the culture. So we're dealing with a real battle, but I want to, and and the other thing is I want to encourage everybody. But one thing is, is that when the gods come in first or the spirits, they always come in in the name of tolerance, openness, Mm -hmm. do your own thing. You know, everybody, that's how it was in the sixties. That's, But that's only a strategy, to get in the door of a Christian civilization. So they did. But once they start, like, get a foothold, once they do... Then then all tolerance goes out the window. Mm-hmm. It turns from tolerant culture to, to a cancel a, culture. Correct. And so what they is every knee shall bow. Remember when when Baal took over the culture of Israel under Ahab and Jezebel, it was every knee shall bow and every tongue will confess. And and all of a sudden believers are now a counterculture. Are now they have to stand stronger than ever before. So that's where we are right now. So it's if you it's to cancel you, silence you, deplatform you, you know whatever it is. We cannot be silent though. The, we cannot be silent um, because this is this I believe can be our greatest hour, truly, truly. I and I, and I want to say something that I have not, Glenn. I have not said. I, I don't. I've said it at our congregation, but just to just to um, point something out It was because it was just happened a little while back. Um, Biden had a gathering at the White House, and he enshrined basically same sex marriage into federal law for the first time. And you know, and he did that and said. Everyone has to recognize this. Okay. Now, now listen. We love people, but we, we can't recognize what's sin. But yeah, and you know, and he, he lit up the White House again with a rainbow. You know, mm-hmm. that the day when he lit it up, the night when he lit up the White House, it was I, I have the, I believe it was the twentieth of Kislev. Now, interesting because there's only one day in the Bible that God, God's for marriage, but there's only one day he says I can't recognize this. I can't recognize this marriage. In in it's the book of Ezra. They went against his will. He said I can't. He said that on the twentieth of Kislev, the day that was the Respect for Marriage Act. God said, "I can't respect it." You know, so it's 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 telling you that God has the last word. You know, Mm -hmm. and and the thing is that you know, as a believer, I'm actually even though this is a warning because we have to know what we're dealing with, we have to know what we're fighting because if you don't know, you're not going to win. You have to know it; it's real. But we do have a greater power. (laughs) We do have a higher power, and and that there's only one true God, and and the others are are false. We have that power, but if if we don't do anything, like we were saying, like, you know, if a lot of times the people who are silent are the people who should be the most vocal, the, yeah. the pastor Pastors. should be the, the, the minister should be the most, but many of them are silent. They say, well, well, I don't want to, I don't want to get in trouble. I don't want to say anything. Well, then you're not a light. Then what no, are you doing?
1: You're not, you're not a follower of Christ. Look at every sink. I think everything, every single one of the apostles died, except for yeah. one died in a horrible way. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I mean, you know, they weren't popular. That's not, we're not here to be popular. We're here. Somebody said today, I read the most punk rock thing you can do is go to church. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, because it's not popular. Yeah,
2: we're, we're, you know what, and you know what, Glenn? In, in many ways, that's more biblical than what we've known. Because you know, p, you know, uh, many people who are watching probably say, "I, I prayed. I wish I could live in biblical times." I was like, "Congratulations, you're in Bible times now." Because for most yeah. of Bible times, you didn't have a Christian culture. You had it, Christian Christianity was radical. God is radical, revolutionary. You know that. You know, you know the 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 gods are not a new thing. You know, they're back. They're back, and they're back in a new way. But they're not new. You know, Moses. You know, he dealt with the gods of Egypt. Elijah stood against Baal. You know. You know. Paul stood against the gods of Rome. Now it's our turn. You know. And and we have to we have to be we have to be what we are called to be. You know. We have to move from a we're not a cultural phenomenon. We're a countercultural phenomenon, which is really always what we were supposed to be. But this this I believe. You know, when the grays are disappearing, it's time for for the lights to get brighter. You know. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of like if the if the dark is removing the gray to get even darker, we, the the light has to remove the gray to get even lighter. These are the times we have to shine
1: even brighter. I haven't told this for a long time. I grew up in Seattle, 310 cloudy days out of the year. (laughs) I moved to Phoenix, not a cloud in the sky (laughs) ever. Okay. And I remember one of the first days I was there, I stood outside and I just watched the shadow that I was casting because it was so dark Mm. and crisp. Mm. I had never seen it. I had always seen kind of just like a shadow here on the table, just barely there, you know, because the sun wasn't bright. And I and I've taken that lesson Mm. my whole life as only when the light is getting brighter, yeah, does is the shadow more defined and seemingly darker, yeah. But the light is the light is there yeah
2: yeah and that and that that yeah that that An encouragement that the you know there's kind of been a great Christianity because when everybody's Christian it doesn't necessarily mean something. We're all Christian. I grew up in that culture. You grew up. But now it means something. It means more than it has ever meant. Now to follow follow God, follow Jesus. It's going to cost, but it's going to be. It's more important than ever. You know the candle in the daytime you barely see it. The candle at night literally lights up the world, and that's what we're supposed to be. We're supposed you know. And the other thing, and, and you said something very interesting because as you said it, I thought, okay, well the lights getting brighter but the light's coming (laughs) you know you know know, we're getting closer to that you know when 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 hitler when all hell broke loose on the world israel was coming the prophecies were coming all that was coming so all hell breaks loose so it's it's a good sign you know we we you know jesus called the lamb of god he's also called the lion of judah um and
1: and he's coming and the thing is that so Mm. this this is to be you know this by the way christians have got to start looking more for the lion yeah You know, the lion stood up and roared. Yes, yeah, yeah. And
2: this this is the time. And the thing is, this is going to separate. You know, like, Mm -hmm. yeah, it takes a little bit more to stand for God when it's not popular, but it means so much more. The power will be so much more. You know, there's a scripture I love. It says, the eyes of the Lord search the entire earth looking for the one whose heart is his completely. He'll lift that one up. And we have to be that one. And so this could be our most exciting hour, but we got to live. And the other thing is that if there's anything in our life that is, you know gray you know we got to get it out Yeah, we got to become these people but the thing the thing about it is that when you hear all these stories like like the great testimonies or people who hid Jews during you know during mm-hmm. Hitler it, it's the dark that actually increased the light you know yeah. because it makes it makes you radical you because ch- you can say listen you have to
1: choose yeah yeah because at, at times of great peril there's nobody on the sidelines Everyone yeah. is on the field. Yes, that's you right. Know? That's you right. might say I'm sitting on the sidelines, but you're not. You're fighting for the other team yeah. by doing that.
2: Yeah, it's kind of like you were standing and the and the ground is going, yeah. going this way and you've got to make this. But if you make the right decision, you're gonna be lifted up. You're gonna be even greater. The power of God is just as good. And listen, the other thing is, the Bible says this is all gonna happen. You know, I mean the Bible does say that that you know, I got saved because I was reading the prophecies. The Bible said, wow, it's coming true. But the Bible says that in the last days, men will be lovers of self, they'll be seduced. Experience really? evil. They'll persecute believers. Okay, there's, there's a mystery that kind of like the age comes to its conclusion the way it began. There was an Israel in the world then. When Jesus came, Israel back. There were Jewish believers. We're back. You know, Jewish and There's church being close to Israel. That has that hasn't. Sorry about that. Yes, hasn't sure. been for two thousand years. You know, but also the culture the culture was, was pagan. So actually it is actually, actually what we're watching is actually the return. So if the world's going back to where it was, it's time that the church go back to where it was, which was the book of Acts, the most powerful church. You know, we may not have all the praise of the world and we may not have the riches of the world, but we'll be more
1: powerful. And this is our moment. Listen, we, we live once. And it's, I've always tried to really understand and the foolish shall uh, confound the wise. Yeah, it's so clear now. All the wise, all <laughs> yeah. of the elites, all of the book learned people—they're all on yeah. that side, and they think we're foolish. And. I mean, it's, it's, it's the meek cr- shall inherit the, or all of this stuff is yeah. coming. It's
2: crazy. It's crazy. It says in the same thing you quote from 1 Corinthians the foolishness of God will confound the wisdom of the world. Yes. And the thing is that how are they so, how do they not know that there's male and female anymore? I mean, I mean, you know, you know, two year, three year olds know that. How come the Nobel prize, they don't know it anymore. It's foolishness, but it tells you how real this is, you know, and that how wise it is to follow the foolishness of God, mm-hmm. you know, the cross is wiser, you know, and, and to me, this just confirms where we are. It confirms yeah. Also confirms our faith. This is right. We're on the right track, you know, and we got to be strong, you know, go all out, go all out for the Lord. This is our moment. And I truly believe this could be our greatest moment. Cause I, I always would love to have lived in the book of Acts. It's back, you know, we're back, mm-hmm. you know, you know, the dark is back, but so is the light, you know? So this, this could be the greatest time for us, but we have to rise to it. And you got to know what you're fighting, you know, and don't be timid about goodness. Don't be timid with your family. Don't be, be strong in love. But listen, this is our hour. The other thing I just, last thing I thought of is that what's the most exciting You know, time of a movie—the last fifteen minutes. (laughs) So, so listen. You know, listen. God chose us for the last fifteen minutes. You know, if He didn't want us here, don't fear it, because if He didn't want us here, you know, He would have put us in the middle Middle ages. He has us here, and that means—and you know—the greatest part of the movie is when there's a lot of conflict.
1: Okay, listen. That—that's the—that's the the ground to shine to shine for the Lord. My dad died when he was eighty-five. He was uh, not old enough for most of World War II. Then, when he joined. Mm -hmm. He had flat feet, so he he was kicked out. Um, He was not part of anything in the 60s, both good or bad. He was just kind of, you know. And I thought he lived at the zenith of American clout and power. You didn't really have to do anything. I wonder who he would have been had he lived in my time now. Because they didn't have, there were a few giants, right? Okay. But for the most part, everybody else was like, well, yeah, there's no meh anymore. (laughs) And you're either going to be, you're either going to give your grandchildren the greatest gift when they stand up and talk about history that when those times came, my grandparents stood and did this, or when they're in history class they're not want they're not going to want to say anything yeah yeah because it's very much like germany is like Germ- now. i was just thinking germany yeah. and yeah and the thing is it's it's you know most people go with the
2: majority but you know what most of the time the majority isn't right yeah it happened to be better in the past you know but it's not right now you got a to stand for god but but i will just as an encouragement to everybody watching God is stronger. He will never leave you. He will never forsake you. You just stand for Him. Do what's right. He will lift you up. He will protect you. You know, get right with Jesus. Get right with whatever you have to do, do it because your God is real. And you know what? Jesus is the Lord above all lords, the God above all gods. That's
1: pretty good. Jonathan Kahn, thank you. Thank you, Glenn. The name of the book oh. is The Return of the Gods, available everywhere. Just a reminder.